The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. It is indeed. Let's go. It is uh, seven minutes after seven on a Wednesday evening. Welcome to the show. John Scholes here again alongside Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. How about that? So we got lots to get through tonight. We're going to get through some uh, common employment law myths Can my employer do this? Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this false? Is this true? We're going to get to a bunch of those. You can contribute as well, by the way, anytime. Phone lines open and ready. 416-870-6400. And I know you're probably champing at the bit to get to questions about vaccines. It's all over the news. The vaccine passport. Can they make me get the vaccine? Do I have to take the test? All these things have been coming to light over the last few weeks. But don't shy away. Feel free to come on and ask those questions. Lior has been answering, and I mean this, this is not hyperbole, hundreds of calls every day in that regard. So he is well-versed and ready to go. He's had his Wheaties full of energy. So here we go on the Wednesday night edition. Again, 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show is set to uh, to launch so let's get into it, pal. What do you got for the week that was? Definitely uh, loaded up on caffeine, ready to go, <laughs> feeling uh, pretty good. So let's let's get to it. And obviously, John, uh, this has been a very interesting number of weeks for me. I, I have never in my almost 20-year career have fielded so many questions about the same issue as I have yeah. over the past few weeks. And that is questions about vaccines, mandatory vaccines. Usually the questions start with, can my employer do this? Is that even allowed? So we'll talk about that on the show. But if you do have questions about your employer's policy, the deadline or the ultimatum that you're facing, now is the time to call with that question. Or if you have any question about your employment law rights, maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're worried about losing your job. Maybe all of a sudden your hours have changed, your work location has changed. Maybe you're feeling mistreated or harassed, bullied by someone in the workplace and you want to know what to do about it, what the law says. So many issues, so many questions, so many answers that are available. Take advantage of the fact that I'm here to answer those questions. And of course, like so many people, if you really do want to have a chat with me privately, phone, email, what have you, we'll give you that contact information. These are important questions, important times. And John, I think we get right to it. Let's start with our first caller. I think we should. And uh, Rob, thanks for standing by, fella. How are you tonight? I am well, gentlemen. Um, I just got two general questions. First one is, if you're in a managerial position, are you exempt from get it being paid overtime after 44, whatever it is? And the second one is, is are all HR conversations privileged? So let's start with the first question, which is uh, overtime. So yes, managers are exempt from overtime. So managers are not legally required to be uh, paid overtime. Now, you would be owed overtime if you have an employment agreement or contract of employment that says you get it. But if not, the law does not apply or, or does not automatically apply to managers. So no, no overtime for managers, assuming, of course, you're a real manager. So not just the title of a manager, you actually manage people, you have managerial uh, responsibilities. Now, in terms of HR, no, you can never assume that whatever you tell HR is privileged. You should 
confirm with them whether something is confidential. First of all, privilege is, is a term that applies in different scenarios. What you're really asking, is it confidential? Don't assume yeah. that it is. Uh, it's obviously very good practice, extremely good practice for HR to keep things confidential. Is it uh, a legal obligation? No. So you have to keep that in mind, and you always want to talk to HR and ask, am I, uh, am I going to have this confidential? Are you telling this to anyone? Make sure you have that confirmed before you, you speak to HR. Good. I All guess right, that's Rob? it. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate the call. We, uh, you got silent, but that's okay. If Rob, you want to reach out, many, any more questions? Here is how, one 821 lawyerca Getting to yet another Rob. Hi, Rob. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? I used to listen to you guys every Monday, Wednesday doing my drive, but, you know, being that I've worked, been working from home for a year and a half now, this is the first time I've really been able to hear the show. Just happened to be out and about. So <clears throat> I'm just curious. I haven't heard anything uh, specifically. So my question was, is my employer legally allowed to fire somebody or to terminate somebody with with cause and no severance or anything as a result of their decision to not get vaccinated for whatever reason it is? Now, Rob, that's a great question. Probably the main question that I've been getting over the past few weeks. So the answer is no. Your employer cannot fire you for cause if you don't get the vaccine or, or, or if you you know make your own decisions about the vaccine. And the reason for that is vaccination is not a term of your employment. So when you started working, there was no agreement saying that, you know, you're going to get the vaccine if we ask you to. And because of that, if the employer imposes this term, that does not mean that you have to comply with it, which means it's not causing you would be owed severance. Now, the exception would be in a situation where there's a government mandate in place that requires your employer to have you vaccinated. In that case, it's not your employer's decision. The government has stepped in and said, you have to have Rob vaccinated. In that situation, if you don't, yes, you can be let go without severance because the employer simply cannot employ you. But in Ontario, we don't have these mandates right now. That could change, but we don't. So if you are let go, so this is for you, Rob, and for anyone else listening. Now, not only do you get severance because it's not cause, there could potentially also be some human rights damages that are owed so no, Rob, that's not cause. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's and having listened to you for literally years and years and years, that's basically what I was expecting. Um, the question would then be, uh, if there is some sort of a mandate, there's enough of, I mean, there's clearly enough of uh, cause within the populace uh, that there's enough people making enough noise that I can't see that there wouldn't be some sort of like eventual charter challenges on that because I believe that your private health would be chart. Would that not be covered under the charter of rights and freedoms? So you can challenge government action based on the right. charter. You can't challenge your employer's action because uh, mm -hmm. charter does not apply to employers, but applies to government. The problem so the with the charter challenge against the government yeah, the problem with that is a practical one because charter challenges, challenging government action is something that takes years, okay? So mm -hmm. it's not going to help anyone that loses their job uh, next week if they're engaged in a process that's going to take years. So not a very helpful type of uh, uh, recourse there, uh, which is why I'm focusing here on what an employer and employee 
have to do in the event that there's a, a, a policy that the employer implements. Yeah, and, and then my last question on this, uh, without a mandate and basically that situation imposed on you, you, you could basically be looking at a constructive dismissal as well as human rights violations as well, right? Yeah, it may not even be a constructive dismissal. The employer may flat out dismiss you. So they say, you, you yeah. didn't get the vaccine, so we're letting you go. At that point, it's just a regular dismissal, not even a constructive dismissal. So, yeah, okay. severance would have to be paid, of course. And you, you've listened to us for a while, so you know that severance could be as much as 24 months pay. And, yes, potentially human rights damages as well. Rob, appreciate you tuning back in. Appreciate the loyalty over all the years. Thank you for uh, for hanging out. Obviously, you've learned a lot because you're asking all the right questions. 416-870-6400 is the way you call in now. 7.15, lots of time, Wednesday evening. Bill, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hey, no problem. I'm a trucker. We have electronic dispatch. We have a thing on our, on our trucks called Speed Gauge. And the company, for anyone that gets caught going over a certain speed, they're making that public on the bulletin boards at work, which I think is like that's, that's totally, that's personal information. What is the legalities on Listen, I, I think, yeah, so, so from a legal standpoint, there's no law that prevents that from happening. Uh, unfortunately, it's a, you know, I say unfortunately because it is kind of a, a crappy thing to do, bad practice. I would never recommend it, but not something that's illegal, Bill. So, unfortunately, there's not going to be any law that prevents that. Oh, okay. Hi, just, I just, I thought, I thought because it was considered personal information, that was, you know, my, my, my. Yeah, my, but the, the thing is, a, 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 an offense like that is public record, and which is why there, there's uh, nothing preventing uh, some and the employer from publishing that. Just like anyone can go into court and see your your speeding ticket trial because it's all public record, uh, the, your employer can post the uh, the ticket up for people to see. Not again, not a good practice, but not illegal. So okay. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate the call and your time. I didn't realize that public record, of course, they can go and see it any time. So the employer, as you said, kind of a kind of a crappy move to do to their employees. But from a legal standpoint, nothing you can do. Let's take a quick break here. We'll get to more of your calls. Bring them on. we got lots of time, lots of room. 416-870-6400. You'll want to reach out to Lior. They have helped thousands of people across this country get the compensation they deserve. Don't hold back. Ask the questions. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and 1-855-821-5900. We'll continue right here on Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. On Global News Radio. All right, all right. 720 John Scholes, Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru to Markin LLP to reach out anytime. The team confidentially have a chat. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Phone number again, one 821 
5900 is how you do that when we're not doing the show. But here and now, as you know, judging by the phone lines, you do know. 416-870-6400. We'll keep it going. Clark, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Beauty, what's uh, up? So my boss did uh, an emergency webinar yesterday and with the entire company, and he stated on this webinar that anybody who's not fully vaccinated globally um, – by December 15th, you will be terminated with no severance whatsoever. So I worked for headquartered in U.S. and I worked for the Canadian entity. So, you know, that's a that's a great question and, and certainly something that I've been uh, talking about a lot. And that is, no, you cannot, cannot be let go without severance in this type of a situation. You cannot stop your employer from letting you go, right? If your employer says, I've decided I'm letting you go, Legal or not, that is going to happen if your employer wants it to happen. You cannot stop that. But your employer, at at minimum, would have to pay severance. They're going to have to pay severance. They're going to have to pay up to two years of severance. So, you know, it is what it is. doesn't matter what they want. He may believe that severance is not owed, but that's wrong. Potentially, it could be human rights damages as well, uh, Clark. But, yeah, severance is going to have to be paid. So if you do ultimately lose your job... I'm not advocating one way or another what for you to do. But if you end up losing your job, call me. I'll make sure you get severance. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Clark. Appreciate that. Here's how you do it. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I just got a question regarding the vaccine and mandates. Cool. Uh, if you work for the city and there's a uh, mandate to disclose your vaccine status, are you obligated to? And also, does the severance also... Um, is that also considered if you're in a member or if you're in a unionized environment, whether or not there's a, um, uh, if you're let go, if it's got to pay a severance? So you don't have the legal obligation to disclose your vaccination status. We have a, a statute in Ontario called the Occupational Health and Safety Act. That act says you're, you don't have to, no one can make you disclose medical information. But the problem that you're going to have, and it's not just you, it's everyone that's unionized, is the fact that the only one that can stand up for your rights and enforce your rights is your union. So I can give you all the advice in the world and tell you this is legal, this is not legal. Frankly, it doesn't matter because the only one that can do something about it, the only one that can enforce your rights, pursue your rights, stand up for your rights is your union. So if your union won't do it, Unfortunately, you're stuck. And, and, you know, I say this feeling very bad saying it, but the reality is that a lot of unions have taken the position that we're going to support vaccine mandates, uh, but that means that you, you have no one to advocate on your behalf. So that is the issue that you have to face. You have to talk to your union, try to push your union to help you stand up for your rights. Okay, now what about the uh, severance packages? That same same rule applies in a unionized environment? No, Uh no, unionized employees don't actually get severance. If you're let go improperly, you can get your job back. You can get reinstated, which is not something that a non-union employee can have, uh, but you don't really get severance. Uh, so that's why, you know, when we talk about severance, we talk about up to two years pay. That really only applies to non-union employees. 416-870-6400 is the way. Dave, you are up next. Good evening. Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, What's up? 
Um, I got a question uh, along the union lines as well. Uh, I'm a union member, um, and I just heard the last uh, answer there as well. Um, so what happens if the union is in support of mandatory vaccination and they don't want to represent you? Really, they should be handling grievances and collective bargaining. That said, it's not their mandate to tell somebody to be vaccinated or not. What action can be taken against the union and how liable are they? So you're right. They, it's not their job to say vaccinated or not, but it is their job if an employer does something that's improper to fight it, to deal with it, and, and it's through the grievance process. Now, if they won't, you have very limited option. The only option you have is to file a complaint against the union uh, with the labor board. It's called a duty of fair representation complaint. So that's the only option, and I can tell you from uh, from experience that those types of complaints are very, very rarely successful. They're almost never successful. So the problem here for unionized employees, unlike non-union employees, is that you have very limited options. Generally speaking, the reason for that is that as a unionized employee, you don't necessarily have the rights. The union has the rights. So it's up to them to pursue them. And if they're kind of sitting on, on the rights and saying, no, no, we're cool, we don't need to do anything, it leaves the employee kind of, you know, uh, hanging out to dry a, a bit. So that's, you know, I hate saying this. I wish there was other options. I've been contacted by hundreds of unionized employees over the past couple of weeks. But but that's the answer, unfortunately, Dave. So, so and, and as far as severance goes, so what, what would a unionized uh, employee get for wrongful dismissal then? Like nothing? So a unionized employee doesn't get severance. A unionized employee, if in fact they've been wrongfully dismissed, they can get their job back, uh, reinstated with back pay, right? But to get that, the union has to pursue that. So if your employer dismisses you, and right. I may tell you that's wrong, but and, if the union if, doesn't do anything about it, you don't get anything union, in that situation. And if, and if the union's in, in uh, agreement with the company uh, about the mandatory vaccination, basically you're, you're out of luck, is from what I'm hearing then. Yeah, other than filing that complaint with the labor board, unfortunately, that is the case. Unbelievable. All right. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for your answer. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Thanks. I know your uh, your reaction's uh, kind of a common one, right? 416-870-6400. That is how you ask your questions. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hi there. Uh, I have a question about how uh, your boss changes your schedule. Do they have to give you notice? So, Michelle, this has to do with the type of change and how big a change it is. And again, I'm, I'm going to talk about it from a legal standpoint. I think from an HR standpoint, from a, a good management standpoint, they should always give notice to a schedule change. But if we're talking about a situation where it's a fairly minor change, you know, instead of 9 to 5, you're going to be working 8.30 to 4.30. Yes, they should give uh, notice, but legally they're not required. On the other hand, if they're going to make a massive change, let's say they're going to say uh, instead of working days, you're going to work nights from now on. Well, the, the type of notice that you'd have to get is equivalent to the notice of termination you would get. So depending on your age, position, and length of employment, it could be anywhere from a month to 24 months. So it really does depend on the type of change and how significant a change to your schedule your employer is implementing. Oh, okay. Okay, then. 
Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that. If you want to reach out further, get more clarification anytime, here's a, a couple different ways. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And 1-855-821-5900. Should mention as well, a wonderful resource for you if you're listening tonight. you got questions about almost anything, really. There's two different ways. Um, covidrights.ca is, uh, is of course about what it, uh, the title is. That'll help you out with a short questionnaire. And then there's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Everything under the umbrella of employment law you'll want to know basically, even before the phone call can be, uh, covered on that, uh, free and anonymous website. You want to give Leo a call afterwards? That's fine. But pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. 416-870-6400. The number to call through now. We got time. Bring it on. In the meantime, Leo, as we get wound up with some more phone calls, Common employment law myths. How about this? Number one, my employer gets to decide whether it wants all employees to be vaccinated. You knew I was going to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I expected it. And we're talking about myths. And a myth yeah. is something that's not true. It's A myth is something that a lot of people believe, but it in fact is not true. And that's a good place to start because, yes, there's a myth that a lot of employers believe that they think, well, it's my workplace, so I get to decide if I want everyone vaccinated. Well, no, because there are still employment laws at play here. And just like an employer can't decide uh, that, well, it's my workplace, so I, if I want to give everyone a 30% pay cut, I can. No, that's not possible. But the same token, you, you can't just decide that everyone is going to be vaccinated. And the reason for that is that that's a significant change in terms of employment, number one. And number two, that could potentially be considered a, a human rights violation. So, no, an employer cannot do that. Very different if there's a government mandate. At that point, the employer is not deciding. The government's deciding. But if there's no government mandate, an employer cannot decide that unilaterally. And an employer that does make that decision and does let go an employee that uh, was not vaccinated is going to have to pay compensation. Severance, sure, potentially other damages as well. So yeah, that is a myth, John. Not, the employer doesn't just get to decide unilaterally on their own that they want everyone vaccinated. I want to slide over to another call as promised, and it's John. Hi, John. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on? I just on? wanted to call in and say thank you. For what? Uh, I listen to you guys often. Uh, even through the different time changes over the months or years. And uh, I actually had uh, I had made some accommodations. I'm only a part-time employee uh, at my job, but I'm paid a fixed amount of money, and I'm, and I'm up to my own just to make sure, basically get, make sure my job gets done, right? So they pay me X amount a week, and uh, I'm supposed to work X amount of hours, but no one really monitors it. As long as I get my job done, there's no problem. So... Through COVID, where my work schedule went down, I picked up work in other areas just because I knew I wasn't working at all and it was helping out. And uh, But now that things are ramping up more to regular schedule, they were going to try and ask me to do some hourly paid work into my salary. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. I can sign a letter that'll be temporary, you know what I mean, just until the COVID stuff's done. And then I'll go back. But actually, after I confronted on them, I wanted to talk to HR. I wanted a, a job description for my, I went from my HR. They actually, they stood down on it. And they said, oh, no, we'll get people to be, you'll now be paid hourly. So just by saying a few words. And Great stuff, man. Yeah, just the thought, you know, you talked about that's, the letters. That's awesome. Right? 
changing <laughs> changing your job. Yeah. If you want to change it for a short period of time, we'll have a letter. And then that way there'll be an end date. Yeah. So they didn't end it. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. That, that's exactly exactly how to do it. And, and I'll tell you this. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, if I ever need to take the day off, I'm going to bring you in here as the guest <laughs> host because I think you've, you've been paying attention. You know exactly what we need to do. And that's a, a good example of standing up for your rights, not compromising your rights. And oftentimes when you do that, that just resolves all the problems. You don't need to involve a lawyer. You don't need to involve me. So kudos to you, John. And, and I'm happy you've, you've got something uh, useful out of this show. Keep listening. And thank you very much for your support. Yep, thanks. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Yeah, guess host. We could get him in. I'm not sure if he's aware that he's got to bring me a, a venti Americana with long shots and heavy cream every night. But that's okay. We'll get to that if it ever comes <laughs> down to it. It's the rule. It's the rule. That's the that's the rule. Caffeine need to be provided. Uh email help at employmentlawyer.ca. You still got some time, by the way, lots of time to make a phone call and, and ask a question here live on air four one six eight seven oh. 6,400. Travis says, hey, Leora, can I be fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do? Well, so I always struggle how to answer a question that say, can my employer do this? Because if you ask me, can they do it? Well, yeah, because they can't be stopped. The question is, can they do it legally? That's very, very different. So if, if he's been falsely accused of doing something, well, if he's let go, remember your employer can let you go, then he's going to have to be paid severance. Now, if he was doing something terrible and it was true, then yeah, of course his employer can let him go without severance. Keep in mind, if you're let go for cause, supposedly because of something bad that you did, your employer has to prove what you did. You don't have to disprove it. If your employer says, we know that you committed fraud, employee, so we're letting you go for cause, your employer has to prove it. And if they can't prove it, it's not cause. That's a wrongful dismissal. You'll be owed compensation. So if he's been falsely accused, sure, I don't know any more than that. I can say that that's not going to be cause. He's going to be owed severance, uh, and he should really call me if that's what happened. Let's get to Randy. Randy says, guys, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was very upset and told him that I will just be leaving right away. Can I get severance? Oh, boy. No, no, don't do that. Please don't do that ever. And, And here's why. If your employer is giving you notice of termination, say, well, we're going to let you go in a month. And you may think, well, wait a second, that's going to be really uncomfortable to continue working for the next month. I'm going to have to show up every day. Everyone's going to know I've been let go. I'm just going to take off today. Well, the problem is if you do that, if you leave before your last day was going to be, you've resigned. And if you've resigned, you're not going to be owed any severance. So in that situation, if he waits till the last day, whatever that last day is, his employer may well owe him severance, potentially months and months pay. But if you leave before your last day, that is a resignation. Now, if there's a medical reason, maybe you're suffering from stress or anxiety and you have a doctor's note saying, I can't work anymore, then that's fine. You can be off work. That's not a resignation. But if you leave before your last day, you've resigned, you've given up on severance. So definitely, definitely something you have to keep in mind. Just getting a couple calls lined up here, and we'll get to, get right to them. 416-870-6400 is the way you uh, use that particular avenue. Ethel, thank you so much for calling in tonight. How are you? Good. Great. What's on your mind? It's Sylvana, by the way. Oh, Sylvana. Okay. That's not the name I got, but okay, we'll go with Sylvana. Excellent. Yeah. I like it better. Okay. My concern is um, I work for the Toronto District School Board, 
And I'd been on, I was supposed to go back August 26th, 28th, 30th actually. And, and I got severe, um, um, imbalance in my ear and I'm really sick. And my doctor's sending me to all these doctors to find out what's going on. So, um, plus a problem with my back, right? So my concern is now they mandate it because I'm getting this through the grapevine with my other employees that they mandated that those who haven't haven't been vaccinated had to do an attestation online and fill out that whether you've been vaccinated or not. Well, I didn't go online to do that because it was supposed to be done by September 7th because I wasn't well and I, I was getting dizzy. And I said, if I'm off sick, I don't go on my computer, right? So long story short, are you there? Yep. Continue. Long yep, story sure. short, now they're saying that everybody had to be mandated and have the vaccine by October 22nd. And those that aren't are to be tested twice a week to show that they're negative and they can still go to work. And then as of yesterday, I spoke to another colleague of mine last night saying that she's not getting vaccinated. She's been getting tested. And now they've moved it to November 1st. And today on CP24, they announced with Bill Bird. Um, I don't know. He's high up in the board saying that. So, so, so Vanna, let, let, me, let, me, let me stop you there because what you have to do, and you can't wait on this, is you have to talk to your union. Your union so is you your know, advocate. I already know your, are not going to do anything for us. Well, but the unfortunate thing is, as I was saying to a previous caller, is the only one that's allowed to do something is the union. So there's really no option B here. It has to be option A, which is the union. So push the union as hard as you can. That's really the only thing you can do. I can't do anything for you. No lawyer can. It has to be the union. That's what comes with being uh, unionized. It's just a reality. Savannah, appreciate the call. Got to move on. Jesse, hello. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on? Okay, so I was just wondering, okay, so now uh, in regards to the vaccine uh, mandates and all that kind of stuff, uh, do, do you think you can uh, fight um, taking the vaccine or, 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 or not getting fired? Or what, is there an argument if you say, well, I don't want to take this vaccine uh, on a, because of a gut feeling, because maybe someone in my family has heart disease and it could be uh, prone to me, so I don't want to take that chance. Or maybe somebody has Bell's palsy, and I've heard of people getting Bell's palsy uh, after taking the vaccine. Can I, can I fight that? Because I have a so, gut feeling. So, so Jesse, the question, the question is, what, what is your employer going to do if you, quote-unquote, fight it? In other words, if you tell your employer, for these reasons, I don't want the vaccine... Then the question is, what is your employer going to do? And if your employer decides, well, I heard you, but too bad, we're still going to let you go if you don't get the vaccine, there's nothing you can do to prevent your employer from letting you go. They will 100% let you go if, if that's what they say they're going to do. What you will be owed is you'll be owed severance and potentially some other damages as well. But I want to be very clear that you cannot prevent your employer. I mean, you can try to convince your employer, absolutely. And maybe they'll say, you know what, that makes sense, Jesse, so we're going to back off. That's up to them because you cannot prevent your employer from letting you go if that's what they want to do. And okay, and I get that. I know you're an employment lawyer. Do you think that's legal in uh, other courts? Like, can you can you raise that argument uh, if you w- wanted to go further than your 
employment lawyer. But you don't need to. You don't need to raise it because there's other reasons why uh, the the mandatory vaccine is is arguably illegal. So so you don't need to. A court's not gonna consider whether or not you feel comfortable or uncomfortable. They're gonna look at whether or not a vaccine policy is discriminatory. And arguably it is, so that's the argument in court, not you know how you subjectively feel about it. That's ultimately not going to impact uh, what you're owed here. Again, uh, reaching out after the show, we got to move on, but one 821 5900 Let's get another call in here. Uh, John Hamilton, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's going on? What's on your mind? Just had a quick question with the yep. clarifications that came out yesterday. Uh, Section 3G is what I'm wondering about. It states, does not apply to where a patron is entering an indoor area solely, as may be necessary for the purposes of health and safety. That last sentence, purposes of health and safety, would that apply to, let's say, uh, service repairs of devices, i.e. like, let's say, an elevator in a building or other furnaces or anything like that that affects public safety? So I, I can't see how it wouldn't apply. I absolutely think it would apply in that situation. Now, this is new, right? So none of this has been tested. We don't have yeah. a lot of guidance yet. But based on my view and my reading of this, yeah, I absolutely think that if you're in that maintenance position, that would be a, a valid exemption. But again, this is just an opinion on something that's very, very new. Yes. Okay. So it just has to be tested as we go forward. Exactly. And it will 100% get tested, I assure you, a number of times. But of course, given how new it is, it hasn't happened yet. But I, I'm on board with the fact that, yes, if you're in building maintenance, that's an important role. And that will be uh, one of the exemptions. Appreciate it, John. Moving on to Alex. Got a couple minutes left. How are you, Alex? Good. How are you guys? Good. What's on your mind? All right. This is a question about something that happened to me before. Now, I used to work for a large retail uh, company. It was clothing. Now, I gave them a month's notice when I was going to be leaving the company. And I guess because I have access to client information and they didn't want me to take that with me, they walked me out that very moment and then gave me two weeks of severance only. Is that something that makes sense or should I have been actually paid a full month of severance that I gave them? Uh, how long? How long did you work there for? Oh, uh, probably five years, maybe more. Okay. So no, they should have pay, given you uh, pay for the full thirty days, the full month that you gave them notice. Uh, so that's they owe you an extra two weeks pay, and for that, because you've worked there for the period that you have, you you can file a complaint or a claim with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, and they'll be able to get you those extra two weeks pay. In fact, even sending them a letter telling them you're going to do that unless they pay it to you may resolve the issue. But yeah, they they owe you that extra two weeks pay. And what would the uh, statute the uh, statute of limitations on that be? Two years. Right. So that's definitely passed. I was just curious, and I thought maybe somebody else out there uh, would benefit from that information. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Alex. Alex. Appreciate that. We'll try to get one more in here. That would be you. Jan, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. Great. Uh, I enjoy your show very much. I have to be traveling through uh, from Alberta. And I have a question. If I'm a Canadian citizen working in Canada for a U.S. corporation, is am, am I bound by my local, provincial, or Canadian government rules? Uh, should, for instance, the U.S. 
uh, headquarters decide to implement a mandate um, to, to be dismissed if there's uh, no vaccination. So yes, you, you, your employer and you are both bound by the local laws in the province where you work, and and frankly, for you, U.S. laws would be completely uh, irrelevant. So so doesn't matter what the U.S. does; it would be the laws in the province where you work, and that's only that. And I guess to answer that second question, I think you did, which is provincial, not federal, in Canada. Yeah, if you work for a provincially regulated industry, in other words, you're not in banking, you're not in telecommunications, then it's provincial laws. Otherwise, if you work in a bank, for example, then it would be federal laws. No, but if I work for a private enterprise in a province, is it provincial law? Yes, then I'll be provincial laws, exactly, provincial laws. Thanks so much. Let's get uh, you got thirty seconds, Gerard. Before we got to sign off quickly, what's your question? Hey, um, well, I have a friend who works for a company that they do escalator services for Walmart, other shopping malls in Ontario. Now, his company is not asking, uh, requiring for my friend to get vaccinated, but the customers of this company, again, Walmart and all those shopping malls, they are. They want this employees out of this company to do the services to be vaccinated. Now, my question is this. If my friend agrees that he goes gets vaccinated, my question is, can the company that he works for sign a liability that anything that happens to him uh, within his, because of his health, uh, the company will be liable and... No, uh, so Gerard, I know, I know the what you're asking because I've been asked that often. The company would not be liable for, for if something happens. Health Canada may be liable because they approved the vaccine. Potentially the um, vaccine manufacturer, but the employer would not be liable in this situation. Busy keeping all the plates spinning. Nicely done for the entire crew, including Lior. Thank you for all your questions and phone calls. Reaching out one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more questions and knowledge. We'll return to On Point with Arlene Bynan after a short break. It's coming right up here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.